0: research journey oscillates between choices and consequences. Now, what holds them is decisions. Decisions, they are like designs. One of the crucial component on a PhD journey is uh, how to make decisions. Now, how a researcher can be a good decision maker. Today's podcast will take you to a journey of decision-making with our guest, who is PhD in biotechnology, whom you have listened to in one of the episodes entitled Why and Challenges of Research of this podcast. Let's welcome Dr. Kamya Tiku. Hello, doctor. How are you? Um, Good morning. Yeah, good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm fine, ma'am. Do tell us that and where are you joining us from?
1: Joining from
0: Gujarat, ma'am. Okay. So, doctor, it's an honor to have you again on, uh, on our podcast, Scholars Knowledge to Wisdom. Um, Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, it is estimated that average adult that makes about 35,000 remotely conscious decisions each day so, doctor, what is your definition of decision making?
1: Um, decision making is basically when you, you know, you gather information. Actually, basically, you understand what decision you have to make. First step is you have to understand what decision you have to make because it's a it's something just step by step process decision making. So, if we go step by step, it helps us to get some deliberate and thoughtful information. And also, uh, after gathering that information, then we are able to uh, implement it, understand its consequences, uh, look for what are the available options. So I would say that decision making is a process which has to go step by step, and in which we identify and we gather information, and then we look towards you know, what more we can do, what are the consequences, whatever decision you took and also look for the alternatives because in the path of decision-making, maybe uh, it happens sometime in lab also with us. We are trying to do something and we end up doing something else.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so uh, if if we have to separate the decision-making like day-to-day decision making and uh, decision making in in research uh, what is your opinion on that
1: um decision making as i said earlier um anywhere whether it is in lab or at any place <laughs> it has to be a step-by-step process so in research research is when we are studying um you know again Research. So we are searching again, and we are studying and studying to understand uh, a problem and how we can get you know results and what uh, uh, what what all options do we have. So I would say that decision making is just one part of the research. Okay, and okay. if we have to okay. differentiate uh, decision making versus research so then we have decision making is, is a step by step process in which we start from having information and going till you know till we are we have uh, all the evidences to prove that the uh, information and the path which we took was correct whereas in research i would say it's just a part of all these things because you know we have to uh, first we in research also first we should understand that uh, the what is the what the problem is and then we have to look how much uh, people have known about it what we can do you know what we can add on to this so that's how
0: okay so uh, i mean uh, like if uh, let me put this as delicately as i can like uh, decision making it is the sum up, uh, it is the sum of uh, the skills that we adopt during our schooling and during our university time uh, our, our learning time and we are merging them together into yeah into making decisions this something
1: like with my personal experience i feel uh, decision making is a you know art which i've seen with people in my day to day life also and you must have also have seen that there are few people who are very quick decision makers yes uh, you know uh, and i've seen you know especially the people who are at high post so, so if you uh, put a problem so they they'll think about it without talking you know, in silence They'll think about it, analyze it, everything in their mind, and connect it with past or maybe with their previous experiences, and then only they'll, you know, give their expertise views or whatever uh, they think about it. Mm. So this also depends upon how you have been brought up, uh, you know, what uh, in what surroundings you were during your childhood, during your uh, adult age. When you were growing up, and what was your you know, uh, with what people you spend time, so this is the ability which comes, uh, you know, it grows uh, with age, and actually not age, but it, but it grows slowly, and it's not something which you can develop very quickly. You know, there are mm-hmm. people who are called decision makers. Why? Because because they are the one who are able to do analytical you know, analytics properly. Mm -hmm. They're able to analyze the situation, judge the situation, and view the evidences, weigh them, weigh the evidences, and then put some review about it.
0: Okay. So, um, when we talk about research, we we use the term like uh, problem solving, problem finding, but very hardly we... um, Decision making term is used. So, um, how would you differentiate uh, like problem solving, problem finding, and decision making?
1: Problem solving and problem finding is, uh, you know, problem uh, finding, first of all, that we have to know. These are the steps, basically, I would say. These are the steps which involve uh, decision making. Okay. Because First of all, you should know what is the problem, you know, if a journalist speaking also, you know, if you go to court, so the judge will also understand first, what is the problem? Mm. You're trying to understand what is the problem. So that is one step problem finding. Then comes, because the person who is decision maker, he has to look for the evidences, look for the path and look for... uh, what uh, alternative options are there and after that he'll look for the problem solution what can be the solution but if we compare it with decision making decision making has several steps involved sometimes it can also be it can also involve emotional status what is your emotional status at that time mm. because problem will remain same problem finding it won't change but how you solve it would depend upon the decision you took Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I understand that the, the, the decision-making is something which includes both these things, problem-making and problem-solving, but they are not complete terms. Decision-making, on the other hand, is a complete term which may involve some several, uh, six to seven steps at least. Identify the problem, gather the information, then you know, look for the alternative options, Maybe during the journey of problem finding, when you, for example, when we, I was first year PhD student at that time, the problem was, we knew that the problem was uh, how to cure obesity and diabetes. Mm -hmm. This was the only thing we knew. Now, after that, what we had to do was, we have to do literature survey to see that what exactly is obesity, what is diabetes. And what people are doing to solve it, Hmm. and we had took an approach. That approach was traditional methods, not going by the, uh, you know, by just like in um, what do you say that you know the discovering a drug. It was not like that, but going for an alternative uh, methods. There are a lot of methods, uh, traditional medicines. Okay. So our approach was that going for uh, Ayurveda or going for some. A natural source. Mm-hmm. So then, what we did, uh, we started gathering information. Number one, not only about the disease, but about the cause, and also about how we are going to conduct that. Know mm-hmm. wh- how we are going to go forward. Uh, let's say for you know few very small decisions which we had to make. First, we had to make the decision was uh, which mice model to start with. So at that time if the decision making is not correct so then you are you know whatever efforts you put in that two months three months whatever whatever time you take to uh, cover that path and if at the end you realize that you know this was not correct uh, we were working on some c57 black six mice this is the name of the strain of that mice
0: okay. and
1: maybe the the survey was not uh, proper and we would have started with some other mice model which is not that appropriate, then obviously the results will will not be that good. So what I want to convey is that decision making is very important not only in research but in every skill what you acquire or everything what you do in your life, in daily routine also.
0: Hmm. Uh, Like I would uh, add here, that is uh, in research we are uh, doing the scientific approach to decision making so Good. and i think that it starts from the uh, from the very first formulating the question that is the research topic on which we are working uh,
1: formulating the question is very that is the first crucial thing
0: what comes mm-hmm. And, um, and the first decision that uh, uh, that any research scholar makes is uh, deciding on which topic he or she is going to do the research. So uh, do tell us that something is not... on that.
1: Yes, I started by on my own because it, uh, it was something which fascinated me because these are the things which look very difficult to you when you are at that stage. It's not just about uh, finding the problem, but it's also about that, what exactly you are going to do. You know, you just understand that, okay, there is some uh, research we have to start and something that you have to start, you know, you have to start something very new. If you are into something which already is going on, you know, there is some uh, research going on and you are involved in that, that is not at all (laughs) difficult. When you start from scratch, you know, reading articles, papers, and other authors' research journey, or, you know. So first thing what we do is we try to uh, gather whatever information is available uh, on the, whatever resources regarding the problem. Hmm. Now, uh just like in our case, we knew that the problem is obesity and diabetes. But later on, when we started uh, reading about it and we started uh, moving through the experiments, we started narrowing down. Right? That means, okay, this is obesity and diabetes, but the diabetes is also just obesity linked. Hmm. Right? We are focusing on this now. Now, the second step was to choose which energy. Now, some will report this rat is best. Some will report, okay, black mice is best. You have to look for the available options and analyze on your own. So at small, small steps uh, during your research uh, process, the process which is going on for research journey, (coughs) uh, to take small, small decisions comes Mm -hmm. your ability of decision-making. So then it's important that you not only gather information, but work as a team. Okay. And again, as I uh, always say that, you know, don't feel that, you know, somebody will be you. Discuss. Hmm. Okay? Discuss with your seniors, discuss with your juniors, discuss with whatever uh, persons are available over there, doing same kind of thing. In fact, uh, in our community, we... We can approach our fellow researchers also, whom we maybe we do not know, but we appreciate their work, and we want to study about that more. And it's not available free online, and we don't want to pay, or maybe we are not in a condition to pay. We usually send mails to them, these authors, asking okay. that we want to read, them, uh, we want to read their material so that we can mm-hmm. uh, add on to add on something to it, and they also won't uh, disagree.
0: Mm-hmm. so
1: that's how it works
0: okay so I would like to dive more deep into this uh, like uh, if if we say it in a way like um, adding the strategic and the tactic uh, view to decision making like in, in in your research what strategies or tactical decisions y- you took I mean just tell us something about that so, uh,
1: for us, it became very hard because uh, we also started following a person and uh, he was called, you know, some uh, big shot in the field of obesity and diabetes. And we started reading all the papers which were available online. For In fact, we, uh, we contacted him later on and we went to his lab also. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, the fellow researchers will help you, even if they belong to some other country. Hmm. Yes, our boundaries are boundaries because this is something which is a community worldwide. Yes. So, for us, for me, especially what happened when we, uh, me along with my, my seniors, we had to standardize uh, a, a, a certain protocol and for that we had to visit a facility uh, in Bangalore. We had to go there every you know every month uh, okay. because they, that was the an animal breeding uh, house. They used to breed animals for us and uh, okay, I'll tell you more about it because uh, whatever I did, it inspires me also every time I talk about it. So, there were a group of animals which we had to make them obese. Okay. okay. So, we had, let's say we had three categories of animals. One, normal. Those animals were on a special diet. Mm-hmm. used to give them low fat diet
0: okay, okay.
1: and the second uh, set of animals we started putting them on high fat diets since birth okay high fat and high sugar and the third category of animals they were with uh, they um, they were already obese now by this time maybe mm-hmm. 36 weeks of taking uh, high fat diet and later on we started with a formulation with them we started with an ayurvedic formulation with them, but for that also, uh, there are a lot of problems which come. It's not just you take three groups and you keep on moving and then you will okay you will get the data uh, with comparing low fat with high fat with the one who's been treated. It's not like that. Sometimes you see that you know you are giving some dose to an animal and they are dying. Mm. And then you reduce this 5 micrograms of the dose and it's not working. Mm. So these are the minute problems which come and then to find out, you you sit and find out it takes months, some time to understand what was the problem. Mm. That's why in the first place itself, I told you that the very important thing in decision making is to identify what the problem is. So sometimes the first step itself takes so, so much of time and after that, even if you are able to set something, okay, oh, this dose is working, then you have to go on with experiments to prove it. right? Mm. Uh, for proving it, uh, you require a lot of criterias. It's not only just taking out blood and giving uh, the, you know, blood, blood analysis because blood analysis will tell you that, you know, for example, a person was obese and diabetic and now whether his blood sugar is normal or not, but these uh, criteria won't work alone. You have to go more deep. You know, we used to isolate all the organs hmm. which uh, are involved in the insulin pathway, which are uh, towards obesity and diabetes. Hmm.
0: So
1: we used to isolate liver. Look for what is the, what is the change in liver of a low-fat mice versus a high-fat mice versus a mice who was obese earlier or diabetic earlier, and now we are treating that mice with. Certain drug with certain dosage, Hmm. setting up all these things uh, were a lot of, you know, lot uh, made us. uh, We had to make a lot of decisions during these process because you have to weigh the evidence also.
0: Okay, so uh, I would like to know here that uh, it was kind of a framework. That what framework you? you were uh, adopting, like ethical framework is also involved in research.
1: Yeah, that I, that I never mentioned. So this is one more problem. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, We had a facility in our lab, uh, which was animal e- facility, but obviously uh, we had to look for a more uh, professional one. That's why we used to visit Bangalore. But before that, for elementary experiments. So okay. you have to do elementary experiments on your own to know whether this strategy would work or not. Then only you... The funding agencies uh, would put some money on that, right? Mm. So, uh, now every time we as a fresher, we never knew how to handle a mice, a live mice. You have Mm. to handle that mice. And, you know, squeeze him in a way so that he is not dead. Mm. And this area of mice, we used to draw blood. This is the area of the blood. So, we'll put a capillary and uh, we can withdraw blood. Okay. So, every time you are dealing with a mice, you have to, uh, there is a logbook, which you have, which is maintained by these animal, uh, as, you know, the people who are taking care of animal mm. animal houses in different labs. Mm. So, you have to mention why you sacrifice this mice. Mm. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a mice just for, you know, we as a student, we have to understand where this fat accumulates in mice body. Mm. So... Not just because of the experiment, but we sh- before the experiment, we should have some hand on it, hands on it to understand how to isolate fat from animal body. Mm. You have to mention every time what was the reason for that sacrifice. Mm. There are a lot of ethical concerns. It's not like a, you know. Uh, they also make sure that during handling, you know, mm. whether it was something purposeful, whether it was something which was experimentally needed, or whether mm. it was your mistake. This okay. is also, you have to take care of it. Okay. And like, in, you are there, they have to maintain the logbook, the records, mm-hmm. uh, why you sacrificed this mice and uh, was that required or not? And what was the need? And, you know, or, and at what se- uh, point of experiment are you right now? All those things. And if they, uh, by mistake, they they came to know that the mice was uh, my died because of your mishandling because you were withdrawing blood and he died and something like it, it died so it's not good
0: mm-hmm.
1: according to them
0: so that means um the research it has to be as as we talk on decision making it is going from the ethical framework to the strategic and to the tactical uh point of view so this always
1: comes parallel, you know. You okay. always have to look this in a parallel way, ethical concerns, because um, okay. Now we let's say we did experiment for four years, and we mm-hmm. found out that okay, there is a particular dose which works, and this does uh, dose is able to reverse uh, obesity, and when obesity is reversed, most diabetic people are also able to maybe they, they get relief at least, if not reversed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but what, like, what next? You mm. need a few more models. And not, not only mice model will work, but then you have to go for further trials. Mm. Uh, clinical phase 2 trials, phase 3 trials, which we can't do alone. We need uh, clinicians for that. Okay. Because that has to be human experiments. Uh, yes. Actually, not human experiments, but uh, human studies. Something Mm. which is already proved that, okay, this is not, uh, this is something which is not toxic. Mm. And uh, there are a lot of uh, well-renowned and very uh, talented people over there who have already reported, uh, if there is a certain dosage of an animal, how to convert that for human beings. It's already there. So then it it becomes very easy for us uh, to just, you know, just get information from them because that is already proved and published in a very good journal. So we used to get information from these papers and then started we started converting, okay, if you have to, if we have to uh, standardize a dose for, for humans, because we will standardize and then give them forward to the clinicians so that they can work on it.
0: Okay. So here, doctor, do uh, tell us about the mistakes that usually a researcher makes in, in decision-making.
1: Decision-making comes at every step starting from the beginning, the very beginning mm. and later on uh, beginning to choose what the problem is and later on comes at every step. Every step of your first thing is, that you know, you have to choose the mice model. Second thing, uh, you have to choose, let's say in my case, in our case, it was, we had to choose which, which organs we will be isolating. So initially we took around 10 organs. And out of which few were um, like intestine, also. But later on, we realized that this is not practically possible. Reading mm. it somewhere in papers and doing it on your own is mm. a different thing. Mm. So, when you uh, start implementing whatever you read in theory, it takes time. After reading from papers, we uh, narrow down the list and, you know, let's say for organs we narrowed it down to, to nine organs we will be doing and then we have to understand how to isolate fat from each organ of mice. Mice is itself very small and then the organs, they are very delicate. You have to differentiate organ from fat. That was one more uh, problem which came in our experiments. Okay. There are few organs which will look just like fat. Now how to differentiate between them? So there is a decision, there comes decision making where you have to decide which, you know, what uh, at that time for us was that what organs you will be going forward with. Because that will decide our whole journey of this particular research, whatever we were doing. Hmm. If by mistake we uh, chose a particular organ which is not that easy i would not say easy but uh, that is something which is uh, hard to differentiate or uh, the fat we are not able to isolate fat from it properly it could become a big mess in future Hmm. because when you're doing experiments you're so mentally involved in all these things you only think about your experiments all the time Yes, because emotionally
0: involved put, in, in it.
1: Emotionally yeah. involved also. The reason is you put a lot of input in all these things. Yes, And after putting that much input and you feel that okay, I should get some result and then you have a fear in your uh, back of your mind also that what will happen if nothing comes up, mm. I have to start to do again. So that's why decision making comes at most of the steps, even at the end also. Mm. Once you know, once you are done with all the experiments now, you know, okay, these are the this is the particular dose which uh, I will be working on or maybe this is the dose which I have standardized. Still now, you have to quote everything down. You have to pen down everything. And for that, you uh, need to again do the research, see how people are doing, how they are implementing and because right now you have a lot of information with you. Mm. You have to You know, withdraw, what you have to write now, you know, Mm. pen down research. Mm -hmm. And what, you can't just write, okay, this much dose was uh, appropriate and we are, uh, like, we are uh, here reporting that this dose is appropriate. But you have to tell how it is appropriate. Mm -hmm. Uh, For us, it was, some proteins were upregulated. There are some proteins which were good for uh, diabetes or obesity. They were upregulated in uh, mice with, who were treated. So this is a good sign. Now you have to understand what is the role of these proteins in different pathways of the body and how it is affecting your the pathway which you are
0: working on. Okay. So, uh, doctor, uh, do tell us that uh, with your experience, what impacted your uh, PhD journey? Like, um, if we talk in, in context to the environment and decision making,
1: environment has a lot of effect because the people who are you are surrounded with, uh, you know, the mentor, how much he's involved. Sometimes the mentor, you know, the, the PhD mentor you're working with, they are. Uh, involved in multiple things because maybe multiple type of research is going on in their lab. So then uh, you know at that time uh, how much uh, they are able to help you and uh, uh, in research I would not say help because uh, it's something which you have to understand that being a researcher, sometimes maybe you have to do it alone also but if you get uh, experience from those people who are already you know already established and already done all these th- stuff it mm-hmm. helps a lot and in decision making also uh, working as a young researcher uh, who are not exposed to you know it, because not only uh, writing down and I, I, uh, you know identifying the problem and writing what you are came up with is not the only uh, thing but you have to publish also whatever you are doing you need to publish it to prove that what you did was actually worth otherwise why we are doing research right Mm. so and this is how we add on to community because whatever we are doing if we report it then only it is worth after reporting others will be able to take benefit from it move forward that research maybe we gave that particular dosage let's say, one fifty microgram works for this disease. Now, if someone will put that work forward and do some more experiments, some deep analysis, so that is how it will help the mankind. So at that time, if uh, there are, there are there is a team who is working with you, and you are not working alone, so it helps in making decision faster and impacts your decision also.
0: Okay. Very uh, mindful insights. So Dr. PhD journey, it is a path to uncertainty. So where researcher faces mixed emotions, and mostly those emotions are dominated with stress and frustration. So, how to make decision in such situations?
1: So Again, uh, when you enter a research journey, whether uh, you're going to do PhD or it's just as a job, you need to be calm because, you know, you need to understand already that it has to be a stressful journey and it's a slow process. Something which won't come up to you as a magic. Hmm. It has to be a slow process. It will go step by step also. Sometimes you start with step one, go till step nine before you are able to uh, complete. And, you know, at that time you think that, okay, I have achieved now and just one step is left. You come back again to one. Hmm. Okay. So at these situations, these situations, we need to be calm and focus that, yes, I have to achieve step 10 and come up with the results. Whatever time it takes, it's okay. And even if I have to repeat it 16 times, but still I will do it. Hmm. Okay. Um, I remember that story of Spider-Eye. I think I was uh, reading it for my son yesterday. That he started climbing the wall 16 times. And 16 times he was not able to climb. That spider was not able to climb. And for the 17th attempt, then he was able to cross that wall. So same thing applies here also that you have to be focused. I've seen my fellow uh, researchers, uh, PhD candidates, who for whom it takes seven years also, eight years also. Okay. Because again the same reason, uh, there are multiple factors involved. If you just take a small wrong decision, it comes back to zero again. Mm. even if you are you have done a two year uh, you, know, you you spend two years in that particular field but yeah. still comes to zero again start with zero again mm.
0: so focus so decision making
1: focus and calm
0: calm decision making okay thank you doctor and um, uh, do you think that organizations they should conduct decision making workshops for the researchers
1: so, uh, in you know, yeah, nowadays um, it started from our time itself. Okay. That there was a six months coursework, not actually decision making exactly, but there's a six months coursework which uh, universities would conduct for the new PhD students, and uh, in which they will the different uh, uh, you know different uh, researchers who are specialized in their fields. They'll give you insights about let's say someone is specializing in proteomics, someone is specializing in genomics, someone in uh, tuberculosis. So they'll give you insights about their specializations. Mm. And we should include, I now I feel that yes, we should also include a course that is decision-making. Um, decision-making is something which we, just a small topic in one of our uh, subjects that's called research methodology.
0: Hmm. they teach
1: us the six months coursework that's called research methodology in which uh, we understand that you know what is research what methods has to be have to be taken and how to move forward in research all these things but there should be a separate at least 15 minutes talk daily six months about what decision you should take how you should take decisions and even if you are not able to take correct decisions at first place or at second place it's okay so some people quit at these moments you know mm-hmm. because they, they get stated stressed out and they think i can't do anything mm-hmm. so and in fact uh, the seniors mentor should support them at that time because not everybody is a quick decision maker or quick decision makers, it comes with experience. Mm. Maybe for some, it uh, it clicks in first go and for others, it may not. Yes. So, uh, in fact, I have also seen in my PhD journey, people quitting after four years. Mm. So that looks sad that, you know, spending four years of your life in something and then you quit and Mm. you're moving on to the other field so it it
0: hurts
1: yeah obviously it hurts to them also yes later
0: on yes it is very painful <laughs> yes so uh i wish that uh, organizations they would take uh, steps on this that they will conduct the workshops on on decision making uh, focused decision making <clears throat> so thank you thank you so much doctor uh, i would sum this up as uh, as you mentioned from your PhD journey, uh, decision making with preferences, with alternatives, and within information. Uh, so these are the three pillars that I uh, that you um, focused on from That's your great. PhD journey. <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much, ma'am for sharing your your perspective, your journey of decision making um in in your PhD. So we wish to have more sessions with you on different topics. Enlightening sure. the undergraduates, postgraduates, and